find me in a book. This podcast is meant to be like you're talking to your best friend about romance books. I share my passion with those who love to read, those who don't have time to read, or those that don't like to read, but still want to know and be involved with book conversations. Thank you for being here. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. I hope that you've had a good week. January is finally over, almost. This week is the last week of January, finally. It really, like everyone says it every time we hit January, that it's the longest month of the year, and it it's so true. It is literally, like, it's so true. It's like the 49th day at this point. Um, so finally it's over, which is so exciting. Um, I am finally, finally doing A Fire in the Flesh, Uh, I finished this book probably a month ago, but I just have not, I don't know. I, I have the physical book and so I put like little markers or whatever where I wanted to do my notes, but I just have not had the motivation to go through the book again and do my notes and like write them down and everything because this book did not excite me. It just, it, it just wasn't exciting. I'm just, I'm just going to say that. So before we get into that, though, um, I did go to Barnes & Noble today, and they do have some of their titles, uh, buy one, get one 50% off. Um, I believe some of them were hardback um, or hardcover, um, but the ones that I picked up were soft. Um, and they're, yeah, on very selected few. I don't know how they picked which ones would be in, like, the, the discount or whatever. Um, so I picked up three books. Um, one of them wasn't on the deal or whatever. Uh, it is Among the Heather uh, by Samantha Young. I did read the first, I think it's the first book. I don't know. Let me look and see. Okay, so this is book two. Um, so the first one is Beyond the Thistles, and I did read that one. I don't think I did an episode on it, but I did talk about it on my TikTok. Um, so I think I'm going to read this second one and then do an episode on the first and second one so that I can talk about both books, uh, because the first one was really, really good. And I want to say, I think she's coming out with a third one, um, soon ish. I think I got like a email for it, or maybe it's a, a different one that I'm thinking about, um, that is coming out. So I did pick up that second book. I'm excited to start reading it. And then I picked up The Fake Mate. It's by Lana Ferguson. She's the author that wrote The Nanny. And I haven't read The Nanny. I've heard good things about it. So I don't know if this is kind of in the same... Oh, I don't know if this is in the same world. And I read the back, but I just read the top of the back, if that makes sense. And I didn't know that this is like paranormal. I thought it was just like two doctors or like, I think she's a doctor or something. And he is a doctor. Let me see. But then I just saw the uh, two wolf shifters agree to be fake mates, but unexpectedly find something real in the steamy paranormal romantic comedy. Um, by Lana Ferguson. I didn't read that. I just read um, <laughs> that the main lady, um, she got out of residency and she needed to find like a mate to settle down with. I guess I should have thought that when I heard mate, 
but I was like, oh yeah, she just needs to find a boyfriend. <laughs> so I'm really excited because the back said that an all around grump, and you know that I love a grumpy sunshine. I mean, I talk about it all the time. Last week's episode was grumpy sunshine. Uh, I think two weeks ago it was grumpy sunshine. I don't, I just, that is one of my favorite tropes because it's just so satisfying. So um, yeah, I'm really excited to read that one. And if I like this one, I probably need to pick up her other one, The Nanny, because I mean, I've heard good things about it. And then the last book that I picked up is um, the third book with Lucy's score, The Things We Left Behind. I finally picked up the third book because it was on sale. It was the buy one, get one 50% off. So I finally picked it up. So I've completed my set now. And yeah, I'm really, really excited about that. So those are just the three books that I picked up just today. And there were, of course, others that I wanted to pick up. I really wanted to get like the Throne of Glass series and the Crescent City series, especially because the third book in the Crescent series is coming out, I believe, tomorrow, like Tuesday. So I really want to pick up like the physical copies, but I do have them on my Kindle. So I'm like, you know what? I probably just need to read them on my Kindle. And then if I feel like they're worth it, which they probably will be, then I'll eventually pick them up. But yeah, I really had to talk myself out of that um, because I just, I really want the physical versions. (laughs) But honestly, I need a bigger bookshelf because I have ran out of room and I've just started stacking books on top. So that is definitely on my list to do or to get is a new bookshelf. But anyways, so let's get into today's book. Like I said earlier, it's A Fire in the Flesh by Jennifer Armentrout. It's the third book in a Flesh and Fire novel, which, um, oh, sorry, I did want to mention Amy Leah. I've mentioned her before. I really, really like her writing. Um, she has like the, the Influencer series. She's come out with two books on it. And her third book, The Catch, comes out on February 13th. And I'm really excited because it's the third book in the Influencer series, and I really liked the first two books. So I just wanted to mention that, um, that that's coming out in a couple weeks, and I'm really excited. And then, yeah, The Crescent City is coming out tomorrow, I believe, Um, which, of course, I won't pick up yet because I haven't haven't started all of that, which hopefully soon I need to talk to my sister to see when we want to officially start reading, like, all of the books um, in order, and um yeah just uh because that's going to take up a couple months for sure um with like episodes and everything so I want to try and get as many books as I can like on episodes before we start that because I think a lot of people are going to start doing that series and so yeah I think it's a, a good time to start it too but anyways okay Back to A Flesh and Fire or A Fire in the Flesh. I feel like she just uses the same words for every title all the time. I just, I don't know. You can tell that I'm just not, I'm not excited about this series anymore. Like, especially the Blood and Ash series. So there was, from Blood and Ash, there was A Kingdom of Flesh and Fire, The Crown of Gilded Bones, The War of Two Queens, A Soul of Ash and Blood, and then the Commendium that's coming out next month. I think I started to lose interest in the Crown of Gilded Bones, like the third one. I think I was like, okay, like this is still kind of exciting. 
And then she always leaves on a cliffhanger, which I'm like, oh my gosh. So the War of Two Queens, like that one, really like kind of wrapped it up. But then there's going to be another one that's coming out. Um, let's see. I think she said, oh wait, no, I'm thinking of a different one because there's going to be a fourth book in the Flesh and Fire and that one's called Born of Ash and Blood or Born of Blood and Ash on May 7th. So yeah, she's kind of just using the same titles for all of these. Um, and I'm just, yeah. So it was about the third book on that series. And then for this one, the first and second book were so good, but this one... Y'all, I was really disappointed. Like, I was so excited to start it. And one of my friends um, that I talked to, like, all about books, like, she had read it before me. And she's like, you just got to read it. You just got to read it. And I was, like, halfway through. And I was like, I don't really like this. And she's like, you just got to keep reading. You just got to keep reading. And it wasn't until, like, yeah, the last third, maybe, the last fourth, that it actually got pretty good. And it didn't leave on a cliffhanger, though. Like, it was strange. And I just, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie, I was really disappointed in this whole book. So just know that going in, that I was disappointed. And I really hope that these next books in these series really like do it justice because I'm, I'm getting tired. Like I don't want to read the next books honestly because it just this one felt useless like worthless. I don't know those are really harsh words but I just kind of felt like it wasted my time. It didn't really progress the story very much. Like, yeah, we learn a lot more about the world and everything and she goes deeper into like the history and what everything means but honestly like cut out the middle half and it would be a good book like it just it really really dragged on um so anyways now that you know really my thoughts um let's get into it so of course these are going to be all spoilers because I mean we're on the third book now and um you probably are like I don't want to read it like I'll just listen to it and so here I am here I am. I'm just going to tell you all about it. Um, if you do want to reference the first and second, um, the first and second book, um, those, let me look at the episodes really quick so that you can go. Because if, if you've forgotten, like I did, I honestly had to listen to my episodes because I forgot what the books were about. So before I, I read this book, I listened to the other ones. So it is episode 53 and episode 54. That's when I went over the the first and second book. Um, so then, yeah, you can read that and then, or listen to that and then listen to this one and it will all make sense. Because yeah, I had forgotten a lot of stuff. So I'm glad, I'm glad that I listened to that. Okay, so she gets captured by Colas, remember? Colas is the primal of death he's he was the primal of death but then he stole the embers from ethos who was the primal of life and that's nyctos's dad so he traded him out basically and nyctos has the embers of death and um Collis has the embers of life but also there's embers of life in sarah 
So she gets captured by Collis. Nick Toast shows up because at the end of the second book, that's when they say that he showed up in his wolf form. And so we're like, oh, he's come to get her. Okay, so he shows up. She's been kind of in and out of consciousness because she's been like really injured. And Collis is under the impression that because they they did say at the end of the second book that Sarah is Satoria reincarnated and re, and Satoria is basically the love of Colas's life he's obsessed with her she's died like twice and then they like ethos killed her well oh sorry that's a spoiler <laughs> but and we'll find out later that he's the one that killed her the second time because I think she like killed herself the first time because she was so scared and then Colas brought her back and then Ethos killed her the second time just to get her like away from Collis. Wait, did I say Ethos? Yeah, Ethos killed her. And so then she's like basically being reincarnated now. And she was, it, it was a different reincarnation this time because she, it, her soul is in Sarah. And Sarah also has her own soul. So she basically has double souls right now. So Colas like can't believe that it is Satoria, but um, Satoria kind of takes over a little bit and like talks through Sarah and kind of um, talks a little bit to Sarah as well so that she's like there. Um, so Nyctos gets really angry. Um, he tries to fight Colas. There's like this big showdown. And of course, well, Sarah is dying. And she, of course, wants them to stop fighting. So what does she do? She holds a knife to her throat. And I hate, I hate that. I hate <laughs> when the main female character is like, oh, you guys won't stop fighting? I will kill myself then. Like, I will attempt to kill it. And then the men are like, no, 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 don't. I hate that. I think that is such, oh, it just makes me mad. I'm like, really? Like, really anyways i didn't like that so she's like i'm gonna kill myself but she doesn't so nick toast stops fighting he's like no no don't do that and that's when colis is like oh he's distracted i'm gonna stab him so he injures nick toast and in the process sarah gets even more injured or she passes out or something like that she's like in and out callum he's the revenant remember he's like the golden revenant he helped um, Sarah's mom tell her like how to kill a primal um, when they were getting her ready to be like Nyctos or Collis's bride or whatever when she was younger um, and he's been there forever and also we know that he survives because Poppy and Cass meet him as well um, like years and years later like I don't know how many years later like thousands hundreds I don't know um so he's there and he's like hey take the embers like she's dying take the embers and Attis who is I think he's the primal of war oh I don't I didn't write down what he's the primal of um but we think that he's a bad guy but he really actually turns out to be a good guy I'll just let you know that um, and Attis is like, no, like you can't take the embers because then Satoria will be lost and trapped in nothing, basically. And Callum's like, no, like you have to take it. And they kind of get into a fight. So, okay, so Nyctos is weakened and then captured and put into a stasis because he was really injured. And Sarah is put into this cage, which honestly reminded me of the book Gilded by Raven Kennedy. Is that who... Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Raven Kennedy. Maybe it's completely wrong. Anyways, 
gilded. So she is put into like a cage basically. Um, and this is that's what remind me when they said that Sarah's put in this cage with like a bed and a bathroom, basically like a bird. Collis, he's trying to take care of Sarah because he's like, I got Satoria back. Like she is my Gracia, Graca, whatever that word is. It means life in primal language. He's like obsessed with her still. And so she's like really angry. He doesn't want her to use any of the embers of life because the more that she uses it, the more it kind of absorbs into her and she becomes that. And he doesn't want that because he wants to ascend her and have her become basically a vampire or not a revenant, but yeah, like vampire ascended. So then he can take like the embers, but he doesn't know that once he takes the embers, like she'll die and Satoria will die too. They, they have that going. But while Sarah is captured, she's like basically captured like throughout this whole book. And that's one thing that was like really frustrating where I'm like, can something else happen, please? Like, can she just, like, she does try and escape at the beginning. And she, like, comes upon, like, the Chosen, which those are the third siblings, I think. Third child. And she, like, she comes across Chosen. She comes across the Craven. Um, there's no other revenants except for Callum. And we find out that Colas can't figure out how to do it again. He doesn't know how to make more revenants and so yeah she tries to escape she meets a new vampire as well she also meets some draken that are there and one thing about this book we don't actually know like who is good who and or who is not good who is just doing things so Collis doesn't kill them that's kind of who Attis is we don't think that he's a good guy until he's like no I'm actually I'm I'm a good guy and I just don't want Collis to kill me basically so we're like, oh, that's fair because he's like the king of the gods, king of the primals, everyone. And kind of going back to Collis doesn't want her to use any of the embers. He also doesn't know that Ash or like Nyctos, um, that's the same person, Ash and Nyctos, can ascend her or can't ascend her basically because she has his blood. And so, yeah, it will kill her. Attis and Callum don't really think that she is Satoria because we do find out that Callum is her brother. And he's like, you don't look like her. You don't sound like her. And she's like, no, she is in me. Like, but she has to convince them that like she is Satoria, basically, that she's like with her. So that's throughout. She's basically like fighting with Callum, like throughout this whole book. And you kind of like you start to feel bad for Callum. Because just the circumstances that he has had in his life and how he got to where he is. Because basically, he wasn't there for for Satoria when she, like, killed herself. Like, because she, I think, like, fell off a cliff. And he was supposed to be there with her. And so he blamed himself. So he went to call us and was like, like, kill me, like, take me with you, like, help me, basically. And that's when Collis was like, okay, I'm going to try this new thing. And so Callum has just, like, had a really rough life, it sounds like. And one thing, uh, so we talk about how she wasn't, like, reborn or reincarnated like she usually is. Like, something happened when Ethos was doing all his stuff, like, trying to have her soul be reincarnated. Just that whole thing that he tried to do with her, something went wrong. 
um, that she didn't get reincarnated this time. I don't know why, we don't really know. But we do also find out, which was very interesting, because we find out what Satoria means. And this was like a big moment that I was like, oh my gosh, like okay, I'm invested, and then I got bored again. But uh, we find out that Toria, like uh, T-O-R-I-A in Satoria, means garden or more specifically pretty flower, and the exact translation is poppy. So Satoria means my pretty poppy. So I think that poppy is Satoria, like reincarnated or whatever, uh, like or reborn, because we find out what happens to Satoria like later on, like where she kind of like the events or whatever. And so something has happened from that moment, which we'll talk about to where Poppy is, because it's like, where is Satoria actually? Like, did she get reborn? So yeah, I thought that was like a really big thing that I'm like, oh, Okay. She also, um, Sarah, she convinces Collis that she's never loved. She she convinces him that she loves Nyctos, but is not in love with him. That she she's never loved. She's never been loved. And so she's trying to make Collis feel like he has a chance with her again. And she's like basically playing him. And so she makes a deal that she'll stay with him if he lets Nyctos go, which he's like, okay, I'll make that deal, but it doesn't happen for, I don't know, I don't know what the timeline is that she's been there, maybe like a month, um, but yeah, it doesn't happen uh, that he gets released, and another thing, I think I'm gonna say that a million times, like, oh, we learn this, and we learn this, because it really was, there's just so much information in these books, that it's like, it doesn't progress the story at all, it's just background information to dive even deeper into the world, which is great, but at one point, I'm like, I just need some action, like, I need the story to progress, because I'm getting really bored, um, but what I was going to say is that the primals, I guess, have two sides. So when there's a primal, it says that they're the primal of this and this. And they're usually like opposites. Let's see. I wish I would have wrote one down. But basically, they start out good. And that's like the first part of their name. They start out good. But once they start to kind of show that second part more of like an evil side or more darker side that's when they go into stasis to reverse it and a lot of the primals have gone into stasis multiple times just to kind of revert them back to being a normal primal and having like normal reactions emotions everything like that which I thought that was pretty interesting um, at one point, like, Nyctos is still in his stasis, um, and he's still pretty injured and everything, and Sarah actually has this dream, and Nyctos is in it, and it feels so real, and so we find out that they are dreamwalking, which Cass and Poppy did that, and so we find, like, <laughs> I keep saying that, so we find out, um, Sarah and Nyctos are mates of the heart, and we know that that's why Cass and Poppy could dreamwalk, and so they're kind of, once they realize that they are dreamwalking, 
um, they start to kind of, they, of course, like, it's so spicy. I didn't say this at the very beginning, but this book is pretty spicy. Um, it does, I mean, it doesn't get spicy until like halfway through when they do start dreamwalking because they're like basically doing the toast while they are in this dream. And so they're kind of, once they realize that they are dreamwalking, which it takes them a long time to figure that out. Um, they, they are starting to kind of talk about where they are and what they're doing. They try and like create a plan, but it doesn't really work out. Um, and when ethos, he, when he was the primal of life, um, he did the ascensions of the chosen. That's when the chosen actually went into godhood and without the the embers of life when um, they were taken from him, that's when the chosen started to become ascended, which is the vampiri. But of course, nobody tells like the mortals. And so when we come to like Poppy's generation, they think that the chosen are still going to be godhood, but they don't know that they're actually being like sacrificed and also they're being turned into vampiri. So I thought that was very interesting. Um, she also convinces Collis because we learn about, I think it's in the second book, we learn about the star. And this is a diamond that the array, which are the, the fates, um, that they used to hold a soul. And so she, she knows that, Sarah knows that Collis has this star diamond. And so she convinces him to show her it. And um, it was actually in her cage this whole time. It was like in above her, whatever. It was really small. And so she holds it for the first time. And she's kind of transported to this like vision where Ethos and Collis are fighting. It's like that final battle. That's where we learn that Ethos was the one that killed Satoria and she sees like what happens between them and so once she kind of comes out of it she realizes that ethos's soul is in that diamond and she knows like hey we need to put satoria's soul in there so when she dies because sarah's very convinced that like it's inevitable that she's going to die because she can't ascend and the embers aren't going to accept her and so she's like okay we need to put satoria in this diamond so that she doesn't get lost like that's really important and so Collis tries to punish her later on because she like kind of quotes something that was in that vision and so he gets really mad and later on literally it's like way later on there's just not very much that happens in between but Collis tries to punish her for using the embers because he can feel when she uses them and so he tries to punish her and she gets so angry like she can't handle it anymore she goes full primal and is somehow able to connect with Nyctos um, and basically break his bond like chains and he awakens and he just goes on a war path and she is actually able to stab Collis and so he is basically incapacitated I think she stabs him with one of like the god bones or something like the bones of 
a god or a primal or something that basically like makes them go unconscious if it's in them. Kind of like, have you seen like Vampire Diaries and the originals when the originals get like stabbed with the white oak, they basically go into this stasis until it's like removed from them. That's basically what happens with Colas. So he goes unconscious. Nyctos is on like a war path and just destruction everywhere. He comes to her and he's like, you released me, blah, blah, blah. Um, they hide Collis's body with the help of one of her guards. Um, he's actually like secretly a good guy. And then Attis is there as well. So they hide Collis's body. It'll take everyone a little bit to find him. And they take her back to the Shadowlands, which is where Nyctos li- lives, of course. They bring in, uh, what's her name? Callie? Kaylee? Cal- Cal- something like that. She is, what is she the primal of? I should have wrote this down, but basically she was the one that helped Ethos with Satoria in the first place. And so they're going to help her or she's going to help them put Satoria's soul back into the diamond or put it into the diamond. But she's like, only the primal of life can do that. So basically um, it's up to Sarah to do that because she has the embers so she does she takes Satoria's soul and puts it into the diamond they release ethoses because she tells Nyctos about it he's able to basically connect with his dad and it was it's a nice moment um they release his soul to go into the afterlife and put Satoria's in there and they also realize that they need to entomb Collis to basically set everything right like they can't kill him because it will like cause destruction or I don't really know what it would cause but they they want to entomb him and they know that Sarah is probably going to die because Nyctos needs to take those embers back so they have this like really sad moment he takes her to her lake where she really loves they have a really special moment it's really sad and he's like you know what I don't care. I'm going to send you like I want you to live. I I can't be without you. F everyone else like as long as you're alive that's all that's all that matters. And he says like I love you for the first time and he yeah, he just wants her to live. So he ascends her and it works and the embers actually accept her and she is the full primal of life. Like she just is so badass like just completely like reinvents everything and she actually doesn't remember him a little bit um and so he like helps her remember and she's just she's just a badass and one thing that was really cool um at the very end basically is that she has a dream about a large cave cat and then she looks around the cave cat this is in her dream or whatever Um, And there's two smaller ones. And I thought that was so special because it's, she was like, I was looking at that large cave cat and I realized it was me. And so it's her and her two sons. So like, remember, um, the two sons are like Poppy's dad was one of the cave cats. And then the other son was a cave cat as well. Like, I thought that was so cute and such a like nice addition. I just thought, I thought that that was a really really great moment okay and so I wrote this down but I don't know so they explain a little bit more about heartmates 
And it's basically the array. They look on these like threads of fate, basically, and they see all the possibilities for one life. Um, and they can sometimes see like what comes um, of a love between two or more souls. And in that union, they see like possibilities that can like basically reshape the realms by either creating something like never seen before or like ushering in that change. So when they see that in a thread, they're basically forbidden to intervene in the affairs of those souls. Like they believe that the bond between them can't be circumvented. So not even like the death of the body or the heart and soul, which the cardia, remember Ash or Nyctos had his cardia removed nothing can come between that like it breaks the connection or, or it can't break the connection so basically love conquers all that's what we learned from this book and like it doesn't matter that he had the cardio removed like their heartmates like she like they're meant to be together so yeah that's <laughs> it's basically the end so we learn that she is now the full primal of life Collis is back awake um they found him and um, her and Nyctos are heartmates, so they got to figure out how to entomb Collis. And she stopped the rot. Because she is the primal of life, she was able to stop the rot. And that is her was her main goal, literally from the very beginning of the very first book. Like, that's why she was supposed to marry the primal of life or death or whoever to stop the rot and so she accomplishes it like the end of third the third book she accomplishes it so at least she can save the mortals you know and so they just have like a cute moment there's a lot of spice at the very end a lot of toast of them like being together it happened with poppy and cast too when she gets ascended or whatever she does that they just have lots and lots of toast and that's the same with this one too. I don't know what it is about these near-death things that they just are like, we gotta just make some toast. They just like crave each other. And I'm like, mm, I don't think I'd want to do that if I were like, if I had just survived. I think I would just want to sleep. I think I would just want to do nothing, you know? But whatever, you know, it's, it's, it's whatever. You can do what you want. But anyways, that's literally the end of the book. Like, no cliffhanger, nothing. No, like, surprises. N no, like, hints of what's happening in the next book. I mean, kind of hints because we know that Collis does get entombed because we learn that in the Poppy and Cass books um, because that queen does bring him back to life. So we know that he does do that or gets entombed. Um, so we, I guess the next book is just figuring out how they do that. And yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen in the next book. And I probably will pick it up just because it will be the end of it. I'm hoping the end book, because I can't, if there's going to be two more books, I, I can't do it. I, I mean, I will do it, but I just, I won't be excited about it. But if this next book really will be the last book, I'm all for it. I can do it. If I, if I know that. Like, I just want this whole series and the Blood and Ash series to just wrap up. Like, I just, I just want the end. Like, I'm, I've been dragged, drug along so far that I'm like, can you just end it, please? Can you start on another series? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, are you the, the same? Like, are you feeling these same things? Because I'm just, I just can't. I just can't. 
So anyways, those are my thoughts and feelings on A Fire in the Flesh. Sorry it took me forever to do this book and this episode, but now you know why I didn't do it, because I just wasn't excited about it. I just, uh, yeah, you know, you know, you get it, you get it. So anyways, finally done with that. I am now going to finish the uh, second book in the Light Lark series, The Night Bane. I'm halfway through that book. I'm hopefully going to finish it tomorrow, and then I'll do an episode on that. And then I have a couple other books that I am lining up for episodes. And yeah, I, uh, I'm i just excited for that. I also got a job, so I want to line up as many episodes as I can because I know the first couple weeks will be stressful, um, just like learning all about it, um, especially because it's going to be in the medical field that I don't know. I've never worked in the medical field before, so I am kind of nervous about it, but excited. So yeah, I just want to make sure all the bases are covered for the podcast and making sure we get some episodes out for you. So anyways, uh, yeah, it, uh, lots of feelings. Lots of feeling in, in this episode. Hopefully every ma- everything made sense. Definitely go in and listen to those first and second episodes to uh, kind of wrap up the story. So anyways, uh, follow me on Instagram, TikTok, social medias, all about that. And grateful for you guys. And I'll talk to you next week. <laughs>